This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. I'm Kathy White, and this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. The views on this program do not necessarily reflect those of this station, its staff, management, or news department. It's that time of the season, a time of wonder and magic, and Front Street in the city of Binghamton at the Robertson Roberson Museum, <laughs> Alonzo and Margaret's Place. At uh, Front Street in Binghamton. It is the most beautiful time of year. (laughs) Michael Grasso is the executive director of the Robertson Roberson Museum. (laughs) (laughs) I love being introduced that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's really gotten people calling it Roberson again. And I'm just die hard because, you know, Alonzo was a close personal friend of mine. I'm that old. There's no right or wrong answer. We like to say that as long as you are saying one version of the name, doesn't matter. We would love to see you anyway. Well, I have you come in every year because this is one of my favorite things. And gosh, how long, way before your time, but uh, when this started as the Christmas tree forest over at Robertson, I would have to say the 1970s. Oh, gosh, I can't do the math, but this is year 67 at Robertson Roberson. Okay, so it's actually older than me. I, Well, you tell me. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm telling you, it's older than that me. I, well, you're, well, you're shocked that I'm... Uh, wait, 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 crap, wait, I did wait, that wait, wrong. wait, 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 wait. And I don't edit this program, so... <laughs> I'm going to be getting hate mail for that. <laughs> no, you won't. There'll be people going, yeah, yeah, she's that old. Um, no, I, well, I remember as a kid going to the International Forest, getting on the, the school bus and, and, and going over to, you know, from Hillcrest over to Front Street and... Of classes, but that was—that's what it was. It was the Christmas tree forest, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, back back when Home for the Holidays first started with the the International Forest or the Christmas tree forest, it was actual live trees that were put up in the ballroom of Roberson Mansion, and they had little tags on them that described where they were from, what kind of tree it was, and it gave you the sense of, you know, what. I, certainly the the flora of different countries, but um, that's what started off the International Forest and the celebration of different holiday traditions from around the world. That was the 1950s. I believe your math is better than mine, so yes. <laughs> I, sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, and, but even then, I mean, that was fascinating. But since that time, we were, it was funny. I watched the the thing on one of the TV stations. They do the the news from a hundred years ago, yes. and Roger Luther cracks me up. He always manages to get a chicken story in there somehow. <laughs> um, but he he was talking about how the the uh, the population of Slovaks and the, and things like that in the in the area. Well, that was the big deal mm-hmm. back a hundred years ago in the nineteen twenties. It was the it was the Eastern European migration, but now the ethnic groups that call the Valley of Ap- Opportunity home is so much more diverse. It's much much different. I mean, my part of my family is that Eastern European immigrant Me family too. that came to work in Endicott, and they they worked at EJ. Or some of my family was here to greet everybody because we have the Native American component. <laughs> but anyway, right? Um, <laughs> greet. That's the word that we're using. Yes. 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 Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, that, that is how some of my family came over in the early part of the 20th century. And then others came over from Italy for my family. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot different now. And that's one of the great things about the home for the holidays international forest display is that there are these all of these groups and they keep changing from year to year at the museum because our community continues to change and i think it's a wonderful beautiful thing i I remember when um there was the fall of vietnam and and the lot of vietnamese and laotian population came in and you don't even think of traditions like that it's like you think the old country, you think Ireland, Eng- you know, England. Right, right. You think European Italy. generally. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But there are things they they have changed and they are continuing to change. And you know, we want to make sure that we are representing all these different cultures. And it's not just Christmas. I know there's right, a lot of Christmas trees. Right. We, we certainly have a, a, a high population of Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah. Um but there are other traditions, too, and they're equally as valid, and we try and represent as many as we can. That's why it's called Home for the Holidays. Right, not Home for Christmas. Right. <laughs> um, one of the things that I am always fond of, because it, it's a little twisted, is some of the sponsored trees that the, where there's the opportunity for different businesses and organizations to have their own tree and decorate it however they want. There's some weird people out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's but, two of them right in this room. I, yes, seriously. We won't talk about the pre-show discussion. Um, <laughs> he called me a name, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's very creative from from companies that do engineering to public broadcasting to animal shelters and and how they just take the ornament and run with it. Yeah, they do, and well. that's one of my. One of the things that I am always shocked and amazed by is the creativity of the people who come in. Obviously, we have professional decorators who come in and they do amazing things in the mansion. It's absolutely incredible. And we also have these community trees. And sometimes the trees don't look like trees because they've been completely modified. I remember modified. Darth Vader. D- that was a good one. Yep. Darth Vader was a good one. The Grinch. Um, <laughs> my all-time favorites. Um, and sometimes people build trees out of other things entirely. Sometimes it's not a tree at all. But the the creativity, I love to see that. I love to see something new and different. And that's another thing that's great about Home for the Holidays is you never see the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. Some people bring in the same ornaments because they're recycling and they're upcycling and they're redoing. But there's always something new. Well, that's the thing. I also remember as a child that it was pretty much the norm that the mansion was always decorated for the period. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fruit on the mantle sure. and th- those type of garlands and the opulence of of the Robertsons at the time. Um, now I'm pulling a, a senior moment. The year that we're talking, the, the period of the mansion? Uh, nine. The, the 19 aughts, as it were, so early 1900s. So it was the turn of the other century. Correct. Yeah. I forget what that what that period is called. I'm more with the English, with the Edwardian and things right, like that that right. I not understand. But anyway, um, and, and, you know, the servants' quarters different and then, you know, got a little peek into that. But in the past, gosh, I can't, 15 years or so, that it started being more... There, there was some of the the historic elements, mm-hmm. but there was also more design and more letting the art local artists have their way with the mansion, if right. you will. Yeah, there we did used to have more period designs going on, and they're also done by professional decorators and designers. And um, 
that has also evolved in Home for the Holidays over the years. And now there are more, um, I don't want to call them showcases, but you know, each room could be decorated in a different. Well, I think theme. showcase is not a bad choice of words. It's you know, they're vignettes. They're these. Sometimes they're terribly clever and sort of funny. So our staff has access to all of our collections, and they'll decorate a room in an unusual way. The popular one from years bygone is when the deer were having dinner in the dining room. That I was don't a, remember that. Oh, one. it was very funny. They were dressed in tuxedos, and it was hilarious. Um, this year we have some pheasants wreaking havoc in one of the rooms. I keep saying, no matter how pleasant the pheasant, you can't invite them to a party. That uh, You're right. We should have taken that advice because they have really torn up that room. They run amok. Yes, <laughs> they do, do indeed. <laughs> you must check it out. My sister sent me pictures. She also, being a, an English teacher, sent me some literacy-related ones, too. <laughs> so those are just a hint of what you're going to find. But there are still some of the favorite components of the Home for the Holidays. You got to talk about the trains. The trains, the trains, the trains, the trains. They're always there. They are always there. They're there all year round. And we have a fabulous group of volunteers that maintains those trains for us. They come in when things get off the rails, so to speak, and <laughs> also literally. Yeah. Well, um, that We'll leave two years ago out of this when everything <laughs> went off the rails. Right. Um, but yeah, we have the, the train room is set up and there's a couple scenes in there that are decorated for winter. Okay. Um, we have our... You'll recognize a few localities yes, when you indeed. see the trains. Um, we also have planetarium shows. Those are holiday-themed a lot of times. I recommend people check out the schedule online to make sure that you are going to see a show that will be of interest to you. Um, we have plenty to choose from. Um, the workshops on the weekends that we call Santa's Craft Shop, those are more family-oriented kinds of things, so we're doing those every Saturday. Um, mansion tours so that you can learn more about the history of the mansion and also take in all of the decorations. Um, and we're doing something a little different this year. We have a... Um, we're having some vendors come in and do a special day on December 3rd of a holiday marketplace. And I think that's going to give everybody more of an opportunity to, you know, get some locally created items for your Christmas gifting or holiday gifting. Unique. Unique. Interesting. Which is one of the reasons I like shopping museum shops, whether it's Robertson or somebody else, because it's there's, it's different. Yeah. It's it, different stuff. There's different stuff. <laughs> um and, you know, it's also nice to shop local whenever you can. Absolutely. So whether it's Roberson or whether it's one of our other fabulous shops here, I always always try and get people to shop local. You can get anything you want on the Internet. I know. But I don't shop the Internet, but that's if you can shop local and buy something a little different. Uh, we'll I kind of alluded to the nastiness of the past couple of years. Um, are we 100 percent back to normal as far as admissions and being able to show up, I, I know, and there was another thing that was going on was a, a pay it forward type thing. Yep. What kind of stuff do we have as we're talking about the nitty gritties of getting in to see the, the exhibits? So we're 100% back to normal, normal capacity. All of that stuff is, you know, back to, back to the, the pre days. If you feel more comfortable wearing a mask, that's more than welcome to. Perfectly fine. Good for you. Hand sanitizers all over the place. We're Good. continuing to sanitize. Which is not a bad thing. No. I Listen, we could all be a little cleaner. It's not going to kill us. Um, 
so all that's back to normal. We invite people to purchase tickets ahead of time on our website if they would like to. It's not a requirement, but it is a suggestion. It gives us a sense of who's going to be there, how many people we can expect on any given day. So that lets us prepare a little bit. Um, but it's not a requirement. You can still show up. And we do still have our pay it forward program. So if for whatever reason you do not wish to pay or you cannot pay, you do not have to pay to come to the museum. You come in, we have magnets on the wall. You pull a pay it forward magnet off the wall per person, bring it to the front desk and they will give you your program for home for the holidays. You can come in because that has already been prepaid by someone else. It also includes a planetarium show. How do people get um, the online the, the tickets or get more information either online or calling you guys before we skip on to the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which was a recent announcement? So how do they get in to see this? Okay, so if you go to Roberson.org, there is an events calendar, and on the calendar, every single day of Home for the Holidays has a registration page. So you click on the day that you want to go to, and you can register right there for adults, children, seniors, all the discounts are on there, so you will be able to register as many people as you like or need. You can pay with a credit card. Um, and again, if you wish, you can just simply come in. That's totally fine. You do not have to register online. It just makes things a little bit easier for us, but not everybody is an online shopper, as you say. Yeah, a lot of people just, hey, let's do this now. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. You you should be able to go to a museum when it's convenient for you. If you If you're wondering, what can I do today? Show up. The hours are online, too, so that people can know that. Now, real quick, I want to talk about uh, a, a beautiful building that I didn't even realize was part of the museum compound. <laughs> our, our, I love that word. Yeah, the compound, the complex, the campus. The, the Randall House, but there's more notable names that have been occupants of that home that you might recognize from some street names. Indeed. One of the original owners is actually a gentleman by the last name of Leroy. Also, Leroy, depending on, I know. Leroy. Um, Leroy. Yes, thank um, you. So, allegedly, the street name of Leroy was named after this person who lived in that house because the street of Leroy led right to his house, and it was the only one that was there. So, therefore, that was the way to Leroy's. Um, but also, Holly, Holly is another name that has lived in that house. And um, oh, what's the Collier? Collier. Collier Street. Yep. So... Um, it's been not doing so well. It, the house has seen better days. It's a beautiful white kind of colonial style, the big pillars and stuff. Yeah, it's an odd amalgamation of architectural styles from over the years. So originally the house was built in the early part of the 1800s, which makes it the oldest extant residence in, I think, the city of Binghamton, if not Broome County. So it's a very old house. Um, but then it's been added on to over the years because it has had yeah. a, a long life. And that's when the, the mansard roof was added. That's kind of the slanty roof at the top. And then the columns and additions were put on. So it, it has seen a lot in its long life. Um, and some of that is better days. Yeah. So Roberson as a museum, we are tasked with maintaining these historic properties. Roberson Mansion, of course, being the, the jewel of the Roberson right. collection. Right. Um, but we also are the owners of Randall House, and we frankly haven't had a use for it in the last probably 10 to 15 years. So it has just sort of existed. Um, luckily now, we have a new partnership with an organization called Discoveries in Sculpture, and it's another arts organization, and they are going to be moving in. So they're seeking funding from New York State, um, and uh, thank goodness for the city of Binghamton, they stepped up and they're 
providing $100,000 towards that effort of restoring that house and, and getting discoveries and sculpture situated in it. Well, we're really excited to see something happening on that close to the corner of Riverside Drive. Kind yeah. close. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it'll be great for the west side of Binghamton. It'll be nice for people who are using Front Street as a throughway. Thur- um, I'm really excited, and I think discoveries and sculpture is going to be a great fit for our complex campus. <laughs> well, we are out of time, and thanks for calling me all sorts of names and things Oh, like my that. gosh. I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> and if you want to call Robertson Museum, what is the phone number? I love this game. Okay, I'm going to get it right. It's 607 772 And he didn't look at his phone. Thank you very much. <laughs> this has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Mm-hmm.